everybody. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and your host for this hour journey into the other worlds. You might know me from my semi-regular appearances on Ghost Adventures, on Travel Channel, and now Discovery Plus, or from my appearances, or from my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World. But this is my baby. This is the Witching Hour. Um, what is the witching hour, you may say? Well, actually, the witching hour is somewhere late at night between midnight and 3 a.m. when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest and magic happens. And well, this witching hour, this witching hour is whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. So sit back and relax and let's journey into the other worlds. Every week I'm going to bring you, well, my education, lifelong experiences in the paranormal and spiritual and occult and magical worlds. But best of all, I bring you the most amazing guests. I bring you guests who are leaders and experts in their field from all over the world. Thought-provoking, entertaining, and informational chats with people who are the absolute best in their field of spirituality, magic, the occult, metaphysics, and all things supernatural. And today is certainly no exception. In fact, this person, before I give, even before I introduce to him, I want to congratulate him. He was just voted in the very top 30 people in the entire world, influential people of the paranormal. So I guess I am bringing you the best of the best. <laughs> so in case I didn't give it away, let me introduce you to my beautiful guest, Sam Beltrusis. Um, Sam is the author of Ghosts of Salem. He penned more than a dozen paranormal-themed books, including Haunted Hotels of New England. He's been featured on several national TV shows, including Travel Channel's A Haunting, Most Terrifying Places, Haunted Towns, and Haunted USA. In 2020, he appeared in several television programs, including Paranormal Night Shift, Most Terrifying with Jason Hawes, and Forbidden History. He also appears as an expert in Fright Club with Ghost Brothers and Jack Osborne on Discovery+. Beltrusis is a sought-after lecturer who speaks at libraries and paranormal-related events across the country. And you can visit sambeltrusis.com for more information. But now, you get the real man himself living. Welcome, Sam! Hey, Patty, how are you? I am well. Thank you so much for coming on. I've wanted this for so long. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, we were talking before, and I'm like, I'm like, I've when I when I first met you, Patty, and of course it's been remotely because it's been through, through through COVID, but I felt a connection to you pretty immediately. I felt the same way about you. So who knows? These chords and connections may be other lifetimes, other realms. Because honestly, and I, and I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. From wherever we just first talked, and like when I was making a list with our, my producer Rob, who we went on the show, kept going Sam Baltrusis. Who he read next week? Sam Baltrusis. <laughs> Sam, bring it Sam. Let's do Sam. So now that we're restarting the show, um, again, I'm so I don't know what that connection is. Um, but I'm just honored to have you here because you are a mainstay. You are a staple, whether you were voted the top 30 or not, by, uh, which is awesome by, you know, Spooky Times or whatever that is, uh, Alex, spooky stuff. the spooky yeah. stuff, the spooky yeah. stuff. But you are there and you are amongst pretty amazing people because you are one of those pretty amazing people. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was an honor to be on the list. And of course, those lists are subjective. But, you know, people like uh, like Dave Schrader, who I'm really good friends with and just worked with recently, is on the list. Mike Ricksecker is on the list. And, uh, you know, even some a lot of the women who are often overlooked in the paranormal uh, 
had, were on that list. So I, I was really grateful to be a part of that. You know, right, right between Richard Estep, who I'm good friends with, and then also uh, Stormy Daniels. I was right by Stormy Daniels, and I'm like, yay, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> awesome. No, I know. I noticed that on the women too, and I know Amanda, um, who's who's doing a book now, all feminine, feminine of the macabre, and women writers. I'm doing the foreword for her book. She's on there, and I'm just like, I was great to see the, the ladies of the occult as well of the paranormal. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, You've been around a long time. You're well respected and well known. How how did you get into this field, sir? <laughs> this crazy well, world I, of ours. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things that for me personally, I started off uh, as a, a journalist. So I was a journalist for 20 years. Um, I worked in radio. I worked in television, and I also worked in print. And print is what led me to my first book deal, uh, which was Ghost of Boston, Haunts of the Hub. So I, I wrote a story in. And uh, it was like early 2011, 2012 on the ghost of Boston. And the article was really like well received by people reading the reading the, the article. Uh, then my publisher, who became my publisher for my first four books, said, hey, you want to write a book on the ghost of Boston? And I'm like, OK. Uh, and so I ended up writing my first book and they gave me a deadline of like three months to write it. So I had to write this book really fast and I have been hooked ever since. Now coming in, I knew that I was I was sensitive to the paranormal. Uh, I had no idea that it was going to lead to me where I now identify as clairvoyant. Uh, and uh, when I go out in the field, I you know I use my clairvoyance and my abilities as well uh, when I when I do cases. Uh, so I actually see the spirits. I don't always uh, hear the spirits, but I do see them and I get messages from them visually and not uh, not always. I can't tell what's going on at the piece, like piece those pieces of the puzzle together. That's awesome. That was going to be my next question, because I was going to say you are super. I mean, I could tell. I know that you are super intuitive. You are super sensorial effect. All your senses are very heightened and very strong. So it's great that you do exactly what you do. Um, so and I'm sure that your even your gift is growing now that you're putting focus there. Right. Into it. Yeah, it really is, and you know, I, I've always had. Uh, I, what happened before when I was when I was uh, having experiences? I lived in New York City for uh, for about ten years, and I had an episode where I was I was walking by Washington Square Park, and I had what felt like a hand grab my leg, and. I, you know, I, and I looked down, I thought maybe someone was playing a joke on me uh, and, or there was like maybe a homeless person. I wasn't sure what was going on and there was nobody there. And it turns out that that spot in Washington Square Park was a mass gravesite. Uh, and, and that was the beginnings of multiple experiences over the years. I kind of shrugged it off. I put on what I call paranormal blinders. And so I was, I, I was terrified of ghosts. And then when I was starting to write my first book, Ghost to Boston, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to approach the spirits like I approach my the people that I interview. And usually they were celebrities when I was interviewing people back when I was a journalist. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna interview the ghost. So when I turned that switch and applied my journalism skills to the ghost world, I started interviewing the spirits. And they started to respond, and and that's that's when the muscle started stronger and stronger. Uh, I had an attachment that almost killed me, and when uh, when that happened, it was featured on the hundredth episode of A Haunting. I was channeling, and I didn't know that I had this attachment, and I didn't push it out. And it was, you know, fortunately, it was a murderer. So it was Richard Crowninshield, and I was channeling him at. 
kind of like a mock seance in Salem. And that turned into an attachment that nearly killed me. Now, my friend who's a shaman was called in and he removed the entity from me. And then when that happened, my abilities were heightened to the point where now I'm right on when I do an investigation. So having that negative attachment almost killed me, kind of moved me to the next level with my abilities. That's amazing. So are you incorporating now like shamanistic, you know, ways of doing things in your protection and in your opening the veil and closing the veil? Cause that's what I do. Yeah. To- yeah. And that's, that's probably why we connect Patty, because I, I think that, and I have reached out to you for different spells and I read your, I read your book uh, on old school magic. Cause a lot of what I do, I use a lot of ritual and, and witchcraft in my and out in the field and I didn't before and that's why I got an attachment and I find that the darker entities actually um they 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 stay away from you if you use ritual if you open and you close and and I and so I definitely have have incorporated ritual I do what is called um a crystal shield of protection uh when I go out in the field so I don't do the white light the reason why I don't do the, the white light is because the white light scares off the 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 spirits the good spirits and i want the crystal shield for the for the good spirits to come through to communicate with me and keep the bad stuff out so i do my crystal shield of protection which i actually learned from my high priestess friend dina uh who she and i worked together on a tv show she taught me that on set and so i've I've been doing that and then i close as well i just did a, a i filmed a television show and it was a very very dangerous project and i can't give you guys too many details about it except for that my life was in danger and the people on set were in danger and i i uh came in with i was called to this this location and i used that crystal shield and i used my abilities and i shined and i and i'm so proud of myself for protecting my my castmates and my friends uh because it was dangerous patty what we were what we were about to do yeah, pe- people don't get that. It really, really is. You know, what we do in the reality world of real paranormal investigations and real magic and real stuff, but I've, I've found that I've sat down with somebody who wrote a horror film kind of based on something that happened to me when somebody burst into flame, blah, blah, blah. But he, 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 he yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> Not often, but spontaneous combustion. But he was the guy who caught on fire. He was a cameraman. He was so inspired. He wrote this whole script and story. But I sat down with him and I, I went, oh, Lauren, you, you can't say that. But you said that, Patty. I know I said that. That opens a veil. We don't, we don't, you don't want to become one of those cursed horror films, do you? Because spirits don't know the difference of this is reality, this is the real world, this is a, uh, you know, a, a docu-series, a reality show versus a movie. So if, if he decides to do that, it'll, it'll be safe. But this is dangerous work. So, um, more power to you and for doing the protective techniques. And I do like magical work, whether you call it shamanistic work, elemental work, uh, witchcraft. It's because we are the people on this planet, I think. We are sitting on Earth. So if we use these Earth elements and ritual that have been around for long before all the modern sciences, it just works. And you don't have to get interrupted with people's religion or belief systems or anything. 
Yeah, I, I and I definitely, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that the spirits or the entities don't know if it's a whether it's a TV show or a play or whatever. I when I got my attachment, I was playing a character. I was at Halloween. It was actually when the veil between the living and the dead was, you know, of course thinner. And I was at this beautiful mansion in like right outside of Salem, and I was playing Richard Crowninshield. So I I picked up an attachment by playing a character. Yeah. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Ooh, truth, truth, truth. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Um, yeah there is something to that, uh, that the, the opening up being someone else, just like whether it's acting work or what we do in ritual, it's the same thing of that opening up. Um, that's wild. I had some friends once uh, going into the whole other world, the extraterrestrial world, which is a whole other world, but the same world. <laughs> they were, they were, they were going camping on an island, Catalina Island off the California coast. And they were going to have an ET party. There was two celebrities there. There was 10 people. And they were going to have a let's call in the extraterrestrials party, thinking it was silly. And they actually did. Three ships came down. Oh um, they called it three, three ships came down. Um, none of their electronics works. All the girls started their menstrual cycles. Some of it, all their lives changed and because they were having a party. But ghosts, I guess the aliens are just like ghosts going, all right, they're calling us, let's go. And then they talk, like, ah, be careful what we ask for. And, and then they called like the FBI or the UFO police or whatever there is. And, and they totally admitted it by saying it wasn't true. Like, oh, you were off the coast of Long Beach and Catalina. Yes, we were. No, it wasn't that. Oh, you bet you think you thought three ships. Like, yeah, we didn't know you didn't. And it was like, it was pretty wild. So there is something to that. Again, we're people being careful. This is a wonderful world, but it, it is very serious. It really is serious. And <clears throat> As I've seen, like with you, like when you do your work on Ghost Adventures, I, I'm so glad you're with that crew, Patty, because they need all the protection they can get, and you see that when you're when you're on set, and I'm like, thank God, Patty Negri is on set with those guys, <laughs> because because you know, I mean, you and I both know, like a lot of the a lot of the people that are investigators on television, they don't do they don't open and close, and it's up to people like us to protect them. Yeah, to, to show them, to teach them, to protect them. These guys have, they've all developed their own different ways now, like Billy's Mr. Palo Santo. They each have their own style, but still they're so willing. I've had to get, Aaron doesn't understand so much. I love him so madly, but I remember yeah. we were talking once and he was like, blooding put getting his blood on like i don't know like a graveyard in the ozarks or something i'm like do you know how important your blood is do you know how this is your life force maybe you shouldn't be randomly i will i will blood i'm a witch i will blood my tools my athame my this my tools for me my blood ain't going out to other wares out there so yeah but they're but they're all learning again how they handle it is so much different than they did 10 11 years ago with like come on ghosts and all it's like really who wants to talk to you when you're yelling at them it's like really <laughs> i i have noticed a shift i mean i think it started around the black dahlia case that you worked on and there was and the fact that they had uh you know had someone like you on the show uh i think wasn't really important because i think it did <clears throat> kind of it did show that they were willing to work with psychics and i know they worked with psychics before but you know and also working with on protection and not provoking sort of getting the story from the spirits and not uh, not making them angry, which was the kind of the approach in the past. The old way of doing it. Yeah. That show, that was, that was very wild, that particular one. And actually, 
Um, we crossed, not Elizabeth Short, not the Black Dahlia, but we, during that seance, crossed over one of the girls. We, yeah. You will never see it on camera. That doesn't fit the style of the show, but we did. They go to the light. Fauna Hodel, who's now sadly deceased, her mother was waiting to die because she had promised this one of the spirits, again, not a, not a famous one of the, one of the girls, but one of the girls, that she would help her. And she came in, and Zach and Aaron, the whole team, we literally did the light and the beam, and we crossed her over. It was amazing that we did that. Uh, it was amazing because they're still stuck at that Black Dahlia house. They are still stuck. That George Hodel, ha-ha. He uh, uh, actually... Ugh, I, got, I got chills when you said his name. I, I, I have to tell what happened. Again, I, I'm pretty smart. I know what I'm doing. I'm trained. I've been working safely with Ouija boards since I was seven or eight years old. But last year I was filming, uh, I was taping something, and it was a combination of crime it was crime and on a seance and all this. And and the producer of that particular show where I always set up and I call my wards and my this and I set my circle and I set my space. Before we were setting up, before this Associated Press reporter was coming on, because we were going to do Black Dahlia, she wanted to talk to a friend of hers. And whenever it was her, the Ouija board for her and her friend is, is just like picking up the cell phone. So we, I hadn't, we had already talked about the George Odell and we'd, all of this. And I didn't set up my protections. Nobody was there yet. I, I I slipped for a second. So we're doing it and talking to our friends. All of a sudden, damn, I was thrown into my own dining room chair. I am in my home, up against a chair. I hear crack, 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 crack. It's just her and I. And I start sliding down onto the floor. And she's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. And I always say I'm all right. It's like I can have my head cut off. I'm like, I'm fine. No, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Little blood. But I'm like, no. And I slid down to the floor. I literally had to go to urgent care. Something unseen with him threw me against the chair so hard that it 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 ripped all the cartilage off my floating ribs. Oh my gosh. I, that takes a long time to heal it. And it was crazy. And the first time I had been to the Black Dahlia house, which was not on Ghost Adventures, it was another show. Um, I was thrown into an art piece. I was so worried about the art. It's like, ha ah, it's probably priceless art. But yeah, that that that's dark. That place is dark. Yeah, it kind of reminds me because I I actually I was filming a show called Forbidden History uh, with my friend who's a high priestess uh, witch as well, and she. Um, so I was talking about this entity that's been stalking me for about a year and a half, two years in Salem, and. Right when I was talking about it, I started, and I didn't put up my protections like I normally do because I was on camera and I was, you know, just talking about it and not, but I ended up channeling this entity and uh, it took over and my friend, my friend Dana stepped in to put up a, a crystal shield of protection and the entity bit her, like literally bit her while she was trying to put up put up the, the force field or the, the crystal shield. So yeah, I mean, I, I know all about that. We have to, when we go out in the field, no matter what we're doing, we have to put up that protection because they're going to go after us. Yeah, they are. Again, bringing in the light, bring people that can see us. They go, oh, you know, they walk by, look at that person, look at that person, look at that person. Oh, they can see me. They can sense me. So they're going to, you know, they're going to stop at our house along the way. <laughs> so what is what other was that your most scariest what was your most is that what what do you think what is something that you just stood out like wow <laughs> well i mean it's been i'll tell you like it's been <clears throat> sort of like a, it's been a process of going from uh 
really scary situations. I think getting the attachment in Salem when I was doing the character of Richard Cravishill was probably my scariest moment because I didn't know how to push it out. I didn't know I had that ability uh, to channel. And, and also the fact that I, not only did I go in and out of consciousness, Patty, but I also levitated in my bed. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that was going on that was terrifying. But I had it actually. I, I had a situation that happened this this past weekend filming on set. And I can't give too many details about this production because it's coming out later this year on Discovery Plus. Uh, but it we had we we basically did a I did a seance and I conducted a seance and I had something that I've never seen before and maybe you've seen it before too, uh, where there was like a, this cloud like this this sort of like a ectoplasm cloud that appeared right over the bed at this location before the seance kind of like a foreshadowing what was about to happen uh have you ever seen like ectoplasm I ha yes I, I i've seen that exact weird fog that so obvious cloud i haven't seen ectoplasm like in the spiritualist days of the you know 100 years ago where the well it's cotton stuff coming out of their mouths what they when they were not doing real, but I have certainly seen that over the bed thing. Actually, years ago, the first time it was, I was having, at, at where I lived, I wasn't even working, but I was me, you know, so I do what I do. Um, and it was like, all this weird stuff was happening that nobody had been in my apartment and just everything moved and weird stripping things. And I walked into my bedroom and there was this thing, like you say. So what happened with you? I actually, I was proud of myself because I was the one that held down the fort. Uh, and so so when that when the cloud came, it was kind of like my harbinger to go and, and like quickly go outside and do, I did like, I did a, um, I did a circle of protection around the house. So I was chanting, uh, you know, earth my body, uh, water my blood, air my spirit, uh, and air my breath and fire my spirit. And so I said that around, around the house and I was protected. And I'll tell you the people in the room with me, uh, I was protecting them, but they they went they were they were taken down, and I saw things that that was caught on camera, and you're going to be mortified when you see this. What happened? If wow. it's good, it's great television, but I, but I I was in a situation where the people around me all were taken over, and I was the one that wasn't, and I had to hold down the fort, and it was terrifying to. Uh, to be in that situation, but I'm so proud of myself for doing that because, uh, and knowing and having the skills. And you know, it's weird. I reached out to you right before this about a potential spell to use, and we were going to talk about it, but I couldn't really talk about it because it was a TV show. Right. And you know, you and I know. I, um, our life yeah. is a non-disclosure agreement. I know. I know, right? <laughs> NDA, yeah. Uh -huh. But I mean, thank you for that because I did use what we talked, what you and I talked about, and it did work. So thank you. Perfect. It does work. That's what's wild. It works. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is cool. So you can't even tell us the name of it yet. That's okay. I can't tell you the name of it yet, uh, or where it was, but I'm sure it'll be soon, Patty. Because but we just filmed it this last weekend, and it's it was life changing. And it was it was the most terrifying. I think being taken over, you don't really know that you're taken over. Yeah. Uh, so you're, not that's, you're not terrified. Seeing your friends and your teammates getting taken over, that's the most terrifying. Yeah. And yeah. Power, like feeling like powerless and and not knowing what to do if you're doing the right things and feeling like you had to step up and to protect your friends and your teammates. 
Yeah, and that's what you're to do. Again, you are very powerful. Like I said, you're super intuitive. You, you, you've got the blood. That's what <laughs> I I, you've got the blood. Some people call it witch blood. Some people call it angel blood. Some people call it extraterrestrial blood. But it's it's that magic in the blood that you just you're going to be gifted and be able to do things like that. That is good. Um, I just had a big question in my mouth and it just completely flew out. <laughs> so one thing have you noticed? I because I have. Since we're in this weird world place, we're in this middle of this worldwide pandemic, we've been locked away, you have to go through so many protocols when you're not, as I know filming, you've gone through them too. Have you noticed spirits are weirder, just like we're weirder, they're edgier? Yeah, I mean, as someone that's really empathic to what's going to the spirit realm, I pick up on their energy and they pick up on our energy as well. So there's sort of like a uh, at sometimes there's like a panic going on. Like uh, we got to get our story out. We got to get it out now. And I have like the when it comes to a clair, being a clairvoyant and communicating with spirits, I see a desperation with the spirit realm to kind of like to like communicate to me. Like we're talking like women who may have been murdered who are like r like running up to me like please help me, please help me, uh, and help my children, help me. Like all these like kind of panic stricken spirits that I'm not used to yeah. and. And I feel like that, that I'm kind of like working nonstop because of it, because I do want to help all these spirits to either cross to the light or to tell their story and to tell their story correctly. But yeah, I definitely see it with the spirit realm. Yeah, it, I, 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 I noticed it at first too. It's like, and of course we're going to reflect and bounce off each other. Sorry, I'm moving around to avoid weird light that's coming in. So if people look like I'm going like this, I am. I'm going to, we're going to dance class starts in five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I noticed that at first too. And and it is. we, But we also were going, in, we've just gone into this age of Aquarius. It's different. Uh, planetary wise, it's not, it's not an earth-based world. It's this more air-based world. So the veil is thinner between the worlds. More and more stuff like this is going to be happening. Um, and, 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 you know, I, we're going to be able to communicate with them better. I, I just know it. I feel it more creativity, more spirituality in whatever form you want to take it. Um, and, and kind of magic stuff. So anyway, I just wondered if you thought that too, because I've been noticing that on edge and I love how you said that you're kind of not aware, kind of translates, kind of dream state. That is how I get. Cause almost when I'll go do something and if I watch a film later or tape later or I see it on TV, it's like, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> uh, so, so Patty, I have a question for you, and I wanted to talk about this for a long time. Uh, when I when I saw your episode uh, of Ghost Adventures on the Cecil Hotel on Discovery Plus, I wanted to know if you were going in and out of consciousness when you went to that window. I was almost completely out of consciousness when I went into that window. I, I it, I, I was. I'll, I'll tell you the story real quick. What it was. I didn't know where I was going. Zach does that to me every time. It's here's an address. He doesn't want me to know if there's a murder or this or that. He had called me about two weeks before and he said, I'm going to be in LA. I'm going to be calling you. Okay. Two hours before, and girls need more than two hours. I'm just saying. <laughs> two hours before he goes, okay, we need you here. Here's an address downtown. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting, was it down to my brother? And I get there and I'm going, oh, Cecil Hotel. I'm remembering Water Tower. I'm remembering... A, water tower girl that's kind of all I remembered so I parked and it's kind of skid row and I'm walking up to this hotel and I'm feeling it oh lordy I'm and then there's this rat that wouldn't let me in the building 
And I'm not even afraid of, I would go right, the rat would go right. I would go left and the rat would go left. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. So I walked in and all this, that building just starts coming in on me, just starts coming in on me. And I'm, I'm just, again, I no, no history. And then as, as is his way or their way, there they all literally are with all their equipment on there, here's the thing. And Zach goes, okay, Patty, there's 700 rooms, there's 14 floors, you tell us where to go. <laughs> As the room's coming in, I mean, I'm like, oh, shit, fuck, excuse my language. I mean, uh, talk about faith, just going, okay, I go to the elevator. Oh, and then I and go in, the, oh, this is that elevator. I'm, I'm feeling it. And then, so anyway, so I led them to that room. And I, again, it's very much trance state or dream state. I remember walking in the room and I, I remember watching the window. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got, but as, and I, I was like a whole different me. And I, and why is Zach yelling at me? Why, why is he telling me to sit down? Why? And he, I mean, I think they cut some of the really yelling at me part. Cause he was like, Patty, sit. why is he doing that? As I'm opening the window. <laughs> yeah. Com com completely. And that, and then, okay, I'm sitting down and I just kind of get into this whole other place, not me. Um, and then again, same thing when I let them, that whole shoot, I mean, actually there's two nights there and we got some other amazing stuff. I hope they they do it in, maybe if they do one of the outside outtakes or not outtakes, but just additional footage. Cause there was some stuff that just wasn't as dark, but it was really good. So maybe they'll do that in the added footage. But then I took them to this other room and as soon as I get in, I don't know, I think I'm being attacked and I'm holding myself. I'm literally holding myself like, like it looks like a little kid who has to go to the bathroom. I'm there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. And I'm being attacked in this weird voice again. That I take, and, and Zach's like, where are you being attacked? Where are you being? And I, how do you say that body part on television? I don't know. And I think that's when I just want lady parts or female parts or something. But yeah, that whole thing, I was just completely out of it. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I was worried about you because I mean, I, I knew that you were fine because I, mean, I saw you on social media after, but when I was watching this, I'm like, you needed, I mean, the, you of course had protection and you're very strong, but you were in danger, Patty. And you, I mean, you know that now, but yeah. I, I, I worry about people like us because the entities go right for us and, yeah, and, the, and, and they, they have to, I really hope that the, the production crews like producers really look at the fact that you're putting us in danger uh, especially at something like the Cecil Hotel it was great television but it's also could be really dangerous too yeah um but no <laughs> they they are really good I like how many times can they say Patty are you okay I'm fine <laughs> yeah I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> no but they they are very careful that way and okay. I'm a big you know and I'm a big believer because I think what you need after something like this is salt. Salt will ground you so easy, so fast. So it's like, oh, and there's a bag of potato chips or pretzels or whatever, you know, or touch iron and you can't always find iron. Iron will ground you really fast. Cause that's what I've been doing with my seances for decades. You know, sugar beforehand, it's the old spiritualist way of whatever. And I think it's really just about blood sugar, it heightens up all the, the senses and salt to ground. 
again, yes, I have my helmet of Awe. I have sigils. I have symbols. I have things. I have oil on the back of my neck where that portal is. I, I armor up before I go there. And I, I know, okay, I am going to be willing. I, I'm, I'm okay with, I will channel a serial killer if I have to. I will handle whatever, but I know I'm not going home with him. You yeah, know, and, I just, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's something that that I've learned how to do, kind of the hard way, because uh, I mean the the guy that I the, the attachment that I had was a murderer. Uh, mm -hmm. He was basically kind of like kind of he's like oh I you know I didn't do it alone, and it was kind of like kind of pulling me in. I'm like oh maybe he had maybe he was a patsy, and he was kind of like luring me into his his evil web. And and it it was bad. It was a really bad attachment. Then he tried to kill me. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, and and like you said, you were you were playing a role. It wasn't like you were out there doing a real thing. And that's what they they don't care. They don't, they don't care. care. They don't care. So uh, yeah, I'm actually teaching a class this next month on a like protection for people, whether you're just in life, anybody getting into this world, the spiritual world, metaphysical world, witchy world, or the paranormal world, because so many paranormal investigators don't even have any background in the energetics of it or spirituality or whatever you want to call it. It's just, we want to go find ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And then I, then I get an attachment, which is bad. Yeah. I, uh, I was looking for my, cause I had, I just got, I don't know where I, where I put them, but I just got some <clears throat> selenite harmonizers that I use out in the field. And I'll tell you, those things are amazing uh, to use. And they're like two little crisp, like large crystals that I use sort of as protection or kind of like my magic, like my, my, my magic wands out in the field. They are. And selenite is great. You don't have, yeah, I, if I have, I have, well, I have a couple stones on this desk, but selenite I have right over there. I have Joshua Joshua P. Warren's his wishing machine. I've got selenite sitting right on it. Selenite's great. Yeah, it, don't it, get it wet, people. But as it goes don't, away, don't get it wet. And I, you know, I kind of, I kind of, um, I actually haven't done anything more, but I put it out to be charged by the full moon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like doing like cleansings, like full moon cleansings, is something that I started doing this past year, and, and that works too. Yeah, that works beautifully. Yeah, selenite is great. I yeah, I go heavily or armed and warded. Plus it's your intent. You know, people don't get how empowered, you know, all our tools that we use are great, but going in there, I still firmly believe that this is our realm of existence. We three-dimensional on earth gravity laden beings have control over it, but people don't know that. I mean, I will give up control when we're doing stuff like that. But when you see people being able to get all possessed and stuff, they've somehow allowed that to happen because they don't know better. You know, unless they have a severe addiction problem, that'll do it. Bad drugs will do it. It'll bring in the dark, you know, a severe oh, mental yeah. imbalance. Other than that, it's just like, pull it back, get your power back. So Patty, I have had something that's happened fairly recently um, where I'm getting, so I, I've heard disembodied voices in the past, like that, I would hear it through my ears. I'm starting to hear it in the back of my head. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, right? Yes. This here, through the whole head, like your third eye, the, through this hole, and to that, right where your head and your neck come together, that little hole right, right there, that is the biggest portal on your body, kids. That That's okay. where I always put my protection oil, because 
That's mm. actually why if you decide you're going to pray wherever, you bow your head, you open that portal for God, for spirit. So when you're going to start feeling things from back there, whether it's this whole area through here, is your, I call it your, it's your crown of illumination. And it's the same thing when you see old religious pictures of, of saints, of this that like angel halo, it's really, this is that psychic circle of illumination. So you're going to start, so that makes sense to me. And also I know like the spirits, they... Like good spirits, when I'm working with people, they're talking to their grandma, their deceased mom. They, they they play with hair, they touch their ears, all this because it's just this seems to be the most psychic -y area. Okay, so, so that that explains a lot because um, I, I I haven't really had that phenomenon before from the back of my neck, uh, but that's because I think that my muscles getting stronger and stronger the more that I use it. Yep. And another thing that that happened too about two weeks before the case that I just did, uh, I was working on another set in in Provincetown, which is beautiful on the water, but I saw a gray ghost and. Uh, looking back on the Great Ghost, I first thought it was extraterrestrial, like maybe it was an alien uh, connection, because there's some, there's definitely been alien spot, like kind of uh, alien encounters out where I was. But looking back on it, I think it was a harbinger, like someone warning me about things to come. Ooh. And then I get a I get a call, yeah, I get a call from um, a psychic friend. She said. Sam, I had a vision that you were in a car accident. You were driving an SUV. Uh, you were heading to a TV show. She did not know that I was heading to a TV show. So I ended up taking a train to the set uh, and then having someone pick me up because I, I didn't want to drive where this supposedly this happened. Like, have you had a, like a harbinger visit you before? Um, yes, but I got, when you just saying that, I got goosebumps so bad. I got, they're coming around through my face. They're on my <laughs> legs. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. And thank goodness you listened and you saw that. Um, yeah, I have. I ha I don't know that I've had anyone like that that completely time. Here's the thing, friend. Pick up a phone. You're on your way there. That's pretty. That's pretty evolved and pretty enlightened. That's good. But yes, I have. Okay, don't do that. I don't know why not to do that. But you. That's how you learn to listen as you develop your gift. You know, in my work, I talk very much left brain, right brain. That left reasoning, rational that gets us through life. We pay our rent. We do all that stuff. That's not going to talk to spirits. That we do to navigate on the outside. But this right side, this that intuitive, creative, artist, spiritual side has to take over. And it has to, you have to faith. You can't analyze it. If somebody says, oh, don't, this is a harbinger, don't get in a car, you just, you can't analyze it. Does it make sense? Because that'll shut it down. When I work yeah. with people develop their psychic, you dance between the two. Or if something is, is, is grandma standing behind me? I think grandma's standing behind me. Just say yes. Whether it is, just say yes. Hi, grandma. Is that really you? And if it don't go, I don't know. It isn't because you'll shut it down. And maybe it is her. If you want to analyze it, wait two hours and then go. Was that really grandma or was that indigestion or somebody opened the door and the window? <laughs> then, but the more you just allow it, then the gift gets bigger and bigger. And you will learn as yours get bigger and bigger because it really is. You are super gifted. I see that, and you have all those senses. So don't worry about, you know, if it's hearing or seeing or smelling or knowing all the clairvo clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognizant. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just throw them all together. But learn to have an on-off switch, Sam, so you could go but, to the grocery store in peace. Honest. And, and that, that's something that I've learned. 
Um, I'm learning more and more because sometimes it's hard. Like right now I'm turned on because I'm talking to you. But I think in, yeah. like I, I have been able to turn it off. And a lot of it really is is sort of like music is good for me. Uh, reading is good for me. Like just kind of reading something that's not like paranormal related or, or even watching, you know, watching uh, movies or, yeah. or television even uh, will get my mind off of the connection. So I, I have been able to turn it off. But sometimes, especially during COVID, it's been hard because the spirits are really wanting to communicate. Yeah, they really are. But yeah, so yeah, develop it. Have a thing that works for you. And doing all that kind of stuff, yes. Like after I, a seance or investigation, I tell people, get mundane, get silly, tell bad jokes, eat salt. <laughs> but other than that, but I came up, I literally, since I've been doing this since I was, you know, four years old, I have an on-off switch. Literally, I picture an old-fashioned light switch on and off. When it's okay, off, I like that. Picture on and off. I know some mediums and, and, and clairvoyants, they use a door. I open the door and close the door. And I yeah. use terms of veil, but I like the dang on off switch. And it could be one of those like clap on, clap off. If it might take a breath or you might have a hand movement that you do with it, just so you can have that mind body spirit connection. Look, Patty, mine is actually so you know, like those old like ceiling fans with, with a, ah. the on and off switch that mine, mine's that. So I can like, I like, like that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good on-off switch. And the and the more you start to use it, the more it'll work. And the and the stronger it will get on both sides. It'll make your they be able to do the mundane world where you're not bothered by ghosts and spirits and and being an empath. Besides ghosts and spirits, you're very empathic too. You don't want to take on the angst of that guy walking by over there or her headache or this or that because it it's all in the same. So so you could go on and have it on, and then when you turn it on it's that much stronger, the divide between, because in witchcraft, you it's the threshold. See, you would lay your broom across the thing. This side of the broom is the mundane world where I do home. This side of the broom, anything can happen. Spirits, right. exactly. And again, the, the, then on off. So, um, and again, they the more they're divided, the stronger they get. So I like that, on off. <laughs> I, I also so I, I have this this is a spell that my uh, that Lori Cabot who's the official witch of Salem uh, so she look at that she made it it's at at uh, Enchanted which is a, a shop in Salem but so I shake this and I kind of like look at look at this after I and it's my kind of my it's kind of like little glitter in it yeah uh, and I kind of yeah I focus on the glitter it's got a little broom inside too but yeah I, I use various things. Uh, also, and I, I have um, also I use lemongrass and sage spray uh, when I can't light up a, a like a palo santo or or a sage. I use the spray, and that seems to work for me too. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I use all I have again just out of reach, but I've got bottles of things and bottles of things that I <laughs> all the time. Perfume, yeah, that's right. Um, just, just, just. Um, I don't use that much sage. I do have a little bit of a sage and a spray because to me, sage is so harsh. If if you're trying to go talk to ghosts, sage will get rid of them. <laughs> it will, yeah. You're doing a seance, light sage. Mm, no, no, <laughs> no. It's like go away, come back, come back. Where'd they go? Um, but sage is, has its moments, and again, I like it mixed in other things, diluted a lot. I, I really, I'm a big fan of lemongrass. Like I love lemongrass, especially for cleansing after. Um, I use like lemongrass soap that uh, that my friend made that I use after and I, it, that gets all the all the gook off of me. Yeah, it does. I, I must say I'm a lemongrass person. I buy it because I make my own oils and stuff and then I do it magically feel ritual and I get really good things. But I have a soap a friend of mine made 
and it's lemongrass and it's something else. And she literally has tourmaline rocks in the soap, oh, which is, good. I mean, talking about cleansing, that's the best cleansing. So it's trippy washing so in like little rocks, <laughs> but it, it's fabulous. It's, it's fabulous. So, um, so what, what, what's next for you? What do you, what do you plans as we come out of this thing? Do you have any big desires, wishes, plans? Well, I'm working on a I'm working on a book. So my book, Ghost of the American Revolution, was actually written before the lockdown. And I was I'm looking back at that book, I'm surprised how prophetic it was. Because a lot of that stuff that I talked about from the 1700s, uh, from the Ghost of the American Revolution, actually kind of came to fruition this past year politically. Uh, so it was kind of, I'm like I'm like looking reading at this reading this book and I'm like oh my gosh it's actually pretty prophetic. I have another book that I'm, that that's called uh, Related to Evil uh, that goes into my family lineage. Uh, which is I'm related to, not only am I related to Lizzie Borden, but I'm related to the Putnam family who were the major accusers during the Salem witch trials. So I'm related to the bad guys. So, so yeah, I'm working on a book called Related to Evil. So I'm related to the Putnam family uh, and also Lizzie Borden, which is a, a fairly new phenomenon. My mom did my research and found out that I'm also related, we're also related to Lizzie Borden as well. And and the project that I'm working on, I'm related to a lot of like murders that happened throughout history in New England. And so uh, my family lineage is stained with blood. Wow. Wow. Maybe that's your drive to do what you do now and document and talk and bring in the light. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's weird, it's weird Patty. I was called to New England because I actually didn't grow up here. Uh, and when I went to college, I was like, I could have gone to California. I could have gone to uh, like Pennsylvania, which is where I applied. And I I was called to Boston somehow. And now I know why my my family, you know, the 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 long line of people tied to my mother's side are from this area. And I had a lot of spirits and a lot of generational ghosts that I needed to to tell their story and to tell their story correctly. Wow. That's pretty beautiful. Well, we will be looking for the book. So what advice would you have? Hey, this is you and I do. So if people are listening, anybody listening to my podcast is, of course, into some aspect of this world or spirituality or witchcraft or the paranormal or all of the above. What advice would you have for somebody who's like, say, a newbie going, I want to go talk to ghosts. I want to go on investigations. I want to. I think the best piece of advice that I would give them is when you open, you always, always close. And when I say close, that means like when you're using a spirit board, uh, move the spirit, the planchette to, to goodbye. Um, when you're using dowsing rods, tell the spirits like I'm, I'm, I'm disconnecting now. Uh, like, so just do like, make sure that you close because you'll take whatever that you just talked to or communicated with, we'll take it home with you. Yeah. So it's important to, to do whatever you have to do to close uh, after leaving a haunted location. Yeah. Good. Very good advice, everybody. And and I would say if, if you're going off and you're just starting out, it's like if you don't know how to swim, don't start out in the d deep end all by yourself <laughs> diving in. You know, go with somebody else who's already done it. You know, there's so many teams. Every city, every place has their own little paranormal team. You know, so do it with somebody who at least knows what they're doing a little bit. Yeah, and I think also it's important to, to work with people who do have that experience because I, I have seen people, uh, and myself included, when I first started, I was like in the cemetery with a, you know, with a tape recorder. And 
and you know, meanwhile, I, you know, I, I was I was seeing stuff and hearing things, and I I just I I was mortified. So I say, go, like, go with people that have experience, and also if you get in trouble, have someone to reach out to to remove that negative energy from you. Because you you if you go to enough cemeteries or to enough haunted locations, you are going to pick something up and take it home with you. So it's important to have like a game plan uh, to, when you go out in the field. Yeah. Good. And yeah, I always say, who are you going to call when you get scared? Again, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, who are you going to, um, you know, have a have a game plan, whatever. Yes, open. Yes, close. You know, and if you work in a traditional way, a Judeo-Christian way, who are you going to call? What are you going to do? And not just, you know, have a plan, have a game plan. It's a roadmap to do it. So that is beautiful. So any, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to keep a few of them for talking about your books and how do people find you. Um, but what, again, anything that you think people need to know right now, as we are in this, again, into this new year, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, we're coming out of it. It's a new age of Aquarius. What is your thoughts for people or for life? My thoughts are like, and I agree with you, Patty, that between, you know, the, like during the age that we're going through now, people's, their, their intuition and their abilities are going to heighten during this time. Don't be afraid don't fight it, go with the flow and reach out to people like myself and like Patty uh, who can guide you along. Cause I think that a lot of people are going to kind of be, uh, I guess, awakened to their abilities during this period. And it's going to be really scary for them to go through it. And I, I saw it firsthand happen this past weekend uh, during it, during a filming. So uh, just be prepared that your sensitivities are going to kind of like your third eye is going to open up and uh, the spirits are going to reach out to you, and you have people who have done it before you that can help you and guide you throughout the process. So don't fight, fight it. Uh, listen to the spirits, and and hopefully give them some post mortem closure. Good, wise advice. Yeah, yeah, and 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 respect. That's my. If there was any one word, it's respect. Because anytime any trouble has ever, I've seen people get in it is when they don't go in with respect. Respect for what they're doing. Respect for the spirits. Respect for the veil. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> so anyway, so tell, so Sam, where can people find you? Uh, tell me, you know. Well, I have a website, Patty. It's sambaltrusis.com. And it has all things Sam Baltrusis listed, including upcoming events. Uh, we're actually, you and I are probably going to be, I think, at an event in Vulture City coming up this year. So hopefully yes. you and I will be able to, to dance on stage together. We're going <laughs> to dance. That's right. Vulture City. Um yeah, when do you think we're gonna? I mean, that, I don't remember what that's scheduled for uh, late summer, fall. Uh, hopefully, things open up soon. I guess that's up to each individual one of us how we handle everything that's getting onto it. But I hope it really opens up soon. I do too, and I, I feel I, I feel positive about it. And another thing too, Patty, that I wanted to put out there to everybody listening and watching is focus on positivity. We've had a lot of negativity this last year and your thoughts, if you think of love and yellow light and just sort of like uh, sending out the love to everybody, that's gonna, that is going to heal the world. We are in a healing mode right now uh, and we need to stop focusing on the negative energy and putting out the positive energy, all, like all of us. All, we need to kind of band together and send out love and not hate in the world. Amen. Yes, 100%. That is going to cure everything. You know, 
glass half empty, glass half full, feed the good wolf, all of those things that go, all we need is love. Some I heard that once there somewhere before. So, so yes, you guys, it's up to each one of us. It's up to each one of us. So thank you. So soundbeltrusis.com. And where can people find your books? Everywhere? You can, Everywhere, Amazon, uh, barnesandnobles.com, and all the bookstores. If they're open right now, a lot of the bookstores are closed, but I would just go to amazon.com for my books. Beautiful. Well, ghosts are speaking. All right. <laughs> okay. Maybe just to me. Uh, anyway, well, I want to thank you so much, Sam. And there's a million things I want to ask you again. So will you come back again? Absolutely. And I have a feeling you and I are going to work together on a case. I think I, so, too. Yeah. I, 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 I can feel ooh, it. They're tickling the ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, this crown of illumination it's opening up opening up they're gonna hit you on the head they're gonna wiggle my ears i love that and yes vulture city i forgot about that that's coming up that's so uh and on all your social medias you're on social media as well people can find you yeah i'm on, I'm on instagram now which is kind of a new phenomenon for me because i didn't do insta the gram and i'm also on twitter and uh and uh, facebook so Good. check want to communicate connect with me on instagram yay because all the kids, cool kids do it we got to do it <laughs> i know anyway well thank you every thank you so much sam so sambaltrusis.com find him on all the social medias uh buy his books go to his speeches go to whether online or virtual are you living on zoom a lot lately too it's like, i'm kind of like, i'm suffering from zoom fatigue but yes i do i do a lot of a lot of uh things on zoom and I, you know, the plan is to do more of that because I think that it actually does reach a lot of people that can't visit me in person. Uh, so I, I have picked that up during the COVID that actually the Zoom communication is good too. Uh, and you can actually, I can do remotes. I can go to a location without even being there. And yeah. it, so, so Zoom is great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's making, again, the world even smaller than it was. And I think yeah. when we come back and we are live, there's going to be a little bit of a combination of both. Um, like I teach a morning workout on the smallest scale. I teach a morning workout that's live up at Lake Hollywood under the Hollywood sign. Free. Anybody can come work out. Oh, lake's closed. We have to do it. Oh, we did it on Zoom or Facebook Messenger. We're there. there. Okay, and all sorts of new people came on to work out with us all over the place. People in New York and Tennessee and Canada. So now we go back to the lake. Well, I can't leave all those people here. So now I'm sitting there working out live with all the ducks and the deer. And we've got our little uh, Zoom phone right there. So I yeah. think there's going to be interesting combination when we're out doing these live events, when we're out doing signings and this and that. There's going to, I just see... It's, it's going to be a nice little hybrid coming in. So we, it can be a small world and a touch somebody and hug them once in a while world too. And I can't, so we met virtually, so I can't wait to meet you in person because I, I, I can just feel the energy. I know. <laughs> soon, soon. Time will fly by. So again, thank you again. You could tell us somebody I don't want to say goodbye to. So we want to thank you, Sam. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Again, my name is Patty Negri, and you are listening to the witching hour on Ghost Box.